Hey guys, this is Adam. Welcome to Dollar Bin episode 316. Dollar Bin 316 says comic books are for everyone, and that includes you. We here at the Dollar Bin feel that comics is more than just a medium, it is a community. We feel that we're a part of that community, and we'd like to welcome you to the community as well. To join the Dollar Bin comic books community, there's a few things that you can do, one of which is join the Dollar Bin Facebook page. That would be the Dollar Bin Fantastic comic book discussion group. It's our page over on Facebook. We talk about comics, what we love about them, what we hate about them, things related to them, things not related to them. We have a lot of fun. If you want to join up on that, all you have to do is ask. One of us will let you in. Another way that you can join the Dollar Bin community is by leaving a voicemail on the Dollar Bin message. I've gotten tired of doing these, hey guys, it's Adam of the Dollar Bin intros, and I'm requesting for Dollar Bin listeners to call 864 864- Three three five nine one four eight. Leave a voicemail with your intro to the Dollar Bin podcast. In the intro, feel free to talk about any projects that you have coming up. Maybe some things that you love about the Dollar Bin. Maybe some things you enjoy about comics. Maybe just some things that you enjoy in general. Just make sure you mention the Dollar Bin because it is the Dollar Bin podcast intro. You know, it seems only right. But go ahead and join us by calling eight six four. Three three five nine one four eight. Another thing I'm going to be doing over the next few months is I'm going to be doing the open Skype thing. I'm having a lot of fun doing that. And so far, contributors have consisted mainly of Dollar Bin contributors. But if you're a Dollar Bin listener and you have something that week that you would like to talk about comics, just pay attention to the Dollar Bin Fantastic Comic Book Discussion Group. And I will post times when I will be up on Skype and you can join in on the discussion here on the show when I'm live recording from Skype. And then, of course, you can always comment on the webpage. We have www.thedollarbin.net, and we post our shows there weekly. Feel free to comment. Also, if you want to give a little little bonus love to The Dollar Bin, feel free to go to iTunes and comment on The Dollar Bin show and let people know how much you enjoy The Dollar Bin. Help us raise our ratings a little bit. I guess it works that way. I'm not really sure. But moving on from that, today's episode of The Dollar Bin, we will be spending the first half talking with Sanford Green about his book, Deadlines, Volume 4, which he has a Kickstarter out for. So we'll be talking to Sanford about that. And we will follow that up with a cut scene from a previous Skype discussion where Joel and Ted, Sean and I, talk about the DC fancy covers and the digital comics medium and our feelings on the direction of where that's going and uh, where we stand. But first, as I mentioned, here is Sanford Green and I discussing his Kickstarter that is currently up about his book, Deadlines, Volume 4. So, Sanford, I hear you have a Kickstarter. Yep, I uh, have a new uh, Kickstarter that's uh, based on uh, my series of uh, sketchbooks. Deadlines, Volume 4 is the Kickstarter project, but I'm um, also uh, releasing or I'm going to uh, offer volumes one through three digitally. They all sold out, which is cool, but uh, I'm going to offer those in PDF form. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the uh, project. And so, like, thankfully, um, a few years ago, I guess now, a couple years ago, maybe, I got my hands on volume three. So mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to get a hold of that one before it sold out, but I have yet to see one and two. Yeah, one and two, that's <laughs> more, uh, they're even more rare. I think I made the first volume I did, uh, I think it was like a hundred copies of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, you're, you're just starting out and you don't know what you're doing and 
you just want to uh, put something together that you can feel excited about and proud of. And um, yeah, my first one, it was um, just all like sketches, black and white, you know, so that one's pretty scarce. <laughs> I actually, I scrounged up a copy of it for myself because I had it in a, uh, it's not even like the official copy, but you know, it's good enough to be able to look through and yeah. <laughs> kind of, uh, I guess, look back on my earlier work. Volume two is a little more out there, but not much more. I think I did like 250 copies, 300 copies of it. Yeah. And um, our good friend, uh, Rico Renzi, <laughs> he helped me out with that one. He helped uh, get it printed when he was working at, um, I forgot the name of the company, but uh, when he was working there, he was kind of the liaison and he helped me to get it all set up. You know, I'm grateful for him for that. But uh, yeah. Is the deadlines, the books, are those something that you started off kind of just so you would have something at conventions? Yeah, it was more just uh, at the time I was still trying to get in, especially with volume one. I was just trying to break in or trying to make a, you know, just trying to, this was before like websites were really, really big and blog, especially blogs, I should say. Blogs were really big and, you know, so I couldn't do like daily posts and stuff like that on my website. I didn't know how to, how to do that, but, you know, I had... Um, I saw a friend of mine actually that did um, a small kind of like Ashcan like sketchbooks. Yeah, I call it Kinko Special. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, he he had one of those. Actually, at the time, that was like the the popular thing. Anyway, you know, everyone had like a you know a um, eight and a half by eleven folded and saddled not saddle stitch but a stapled yeah. pamphlet handout type uh, book. We would all. Um, get super excited about those things and you know uh, i try to grab as many as i could especially at san diego that i think that's when i first started doing it because san diego is kind of like the mecca of art books and sketchbooks because you know that that's where you for me anyway um i'm a i'm a huge fan of like animation and i love looking at works that come from animation is especially uh, work like breakdowns and storyboards, things of that nature. It's, it's really informative for me. So I love getting process type books. And um, again, at that time, those uh, small Ashcan books, they were very uh, readily available and I could get, I couldn't get enough of them. And I decided to do one myself because I, I saw it was a really good opportunity, a good way to, um, you know, for exposure. It was the best of both worlds. You could put together this art book that has kind of your favorite stuff, your best works. And it's kind of a handout, not necessarily a handout, but more of, you know, again, it's a portfolio that people can purchase. So, you know, that, that was the, the added bonus of being able to, you know, to get compensated for, you know, five bucks, 10 bucks, you know, that's not a big deal to purchase one of those booklets. So I decided to do, to go that route and, um, and gain some attention. I think in the very next year, I decided to do, um, honestly, I, before deadlines, there were two other sketchbook, little hand stapled Kinko specials that I did. And that's what sparked deadlines, actually. Um, the first one, I think like two years into the whole sketchbook craze, artists were doing them. Two years into that, you started to see, uh, I guess, a shift in the quality in, of production of those books. They weren't just these Ashcan-like books anymore. They started to upgrade into like, um, you know, kind of square-bound saddle stitch books. Mm -hmm. It was still in black and white, 
But, um, you know, there were a handful out there that were starting to upgrade. So I didn't want to be too uh, behind the curve. So I decided to uh, to join the fold and um, try to put out a book that had, you know, uh, that was square bound. Yeah. And Deadlines Volume 1, was uh, that was the first one. Obviously, like you were saying, it's kind of changed a lot over the years. So what what is Deadlines turned into for you? It's turned into a huge headache. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, 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 I'm kidding. I mean, in, in some <laughs> sense, because like Volumes 1 and 2, uh, really, Volume 3 was the biggest one. I've got know? the hardback of that, I believe. Yeah. 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 And, you know, that one, fortunately, that one sold out. But again, that was the largest volume of anything I've ever printed as, as far as like self-publishing, self-printing or what have you. Yeah. So with that, you got volume three. People purchased that. The natural, I guess, instinct for people to uh, to go towards is to ask the question, well, where's volumes two and one? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. So, it, you know, over the years, I've been wrestling with maybe doing a, um, a compilation of all the volumes, putting everything out at once. But uh, I, for me, I, I really hate looking at my stuff or <laughs> going back and looking at the older stuff. It's okay to look at it sometimes just for, you know, just to kind of help yourself realize that, you know, I have grown as an artist. <laughs> I don't suck all the time. You know, it's, yeah. it's good to look at, you know, in terms of um, just for uh, educational point but um so uh, again i just wrestled with it because i just i didn't know if i wanted to go back and rehash stuff that's already out there i guess and i I really like moving forward and creating more newer works but there is um i guess even with the kickstarter i you know to some degree they're being released again i mean that's the fortunate thing about digital technology you know uh, having ipads and things of that nature you know you can reprint well it's not even uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) re-release i guess yeah re-release yeah you don't have to worry about printing anymore so you can put this stuff out as long as you want to put it out now it's not any real overhead so in many ways people will get what they've been asking for so i'm definitely uh, doing some forward thinking about the digital aspect of things um for future stuff as well so but yeah the the I kind of answered the question, but you know, <laughs> uh, the deadlines has mean uh, it's definitely a, it's given me somewhat of a, an identity, I guess, because when you hear the word deadlines, you know, um, especially you know if you hear you know art book deadlines, people kind of associate it. A lot of people know that oh, that's Sanford Green's art book series, yeah. and that's kind of what it's become a, a series for me. I can assume what deadlines is, but how, where the name deadlines come from? Whatever you can think of that has to do with it, that's exactly what it is, man. Um, just everything. Every, yeah. uh, my whole life is a deadline. So that's what it is, man. Every aspect, family life included. I've kind of uh, talked a little bit on the podcast just doing in, during the intros the last couple of weeks about the deadlines Kickstarter you have. Basically, you can just go to kickstarter.com and do a search for deadlines and it comes up. Mm-hmm. So what kind of stuff should people be looking for when they when they head over to your Kickstarter page? I think uh, in the previous two deadlines, um, it was a lot of uh, illustrations that were based on established concepts, uh, characters and projects that I've worked on. Of course, like most uh, illustrators in this industry, we when we put together these sketchbooks, art books, uh, we feature a lot of stuff that people are familiar with. Those first 
two or the first three, honestly, were all based on characters, established characters and what have you. Uh, this one, pretty much everything is all original. Um, okay. I feel like I'm at a place now in my career where I would love to establish a lot more of my IPs, my properties, mm-hmm. intellectual properties, because uh, I just feel like, um, you know, just be honest, I don't own Spider-Man. I don't have a piece of the pie with Batman or any of the established characters out there. And even if I do create something, I created something, um, a character, honestly, um, for DC earlier this year. A lot of people don't know that, but I created a character for um, that's, uh, I guess, uh, somewhat featured in a uh, Nightwing comic. And, um, you know, I thought about that when I, when I was working on it. It's a lot of fun, but at the end of the day, I realized that, you know, I'm just like the guys that, um, you know, that are really going through all these um, legal yeah. right now. You know, um, you hear the, hear the story of the guy who created Ghost Rider and the guys that, you know, and of course, Jack Kirby, the never ending battle for him. <laughs> it's like, goodness gracious, his estate going through so much. And, you know, I just don't want to be that guy. You know, I don't want to be I don't want to be, you know, 60, 70 years, years old and I'm still don't have anything to show for it. You know what I'm saying? It's this yeah. kind of, you know, I, I want to really start to establish a lot of my concepts. And, and I think, you know, uh, with the digital phase, you know, that's even more opportunity to, uh, to do so. So that's why I'm putting out this book with um, all of there, there will be some things in there that's um, established, but not much, maybe a page or two. And that's it. Well, the last time you and I, we, we spoke, uh, you had mentioned, your deadlines volume four that was when we were talking about your your animation kickstarter yeah and uh so that one that one didn't we didn't get there right so what's the story on that now what's the story on that um to be honest with you that was more of a gift than it was anything else um because what i well it was a tremendous learning experience for the first time doing anything like that on that level we i think we had a really tight ship the biggest thing that we missed was probably the easiest thing to do. And that was to put content out there, just to put it out, build the audience, build the world and, and, and gain a true following. So there were a lot of people that liked it and thought it was great and they were excited about it. But again, you know, what is 1000? What is this? You know, who are these characters? You know, of course, you're getting a crash course in who they are, but um, there was nothing out there. There was no comic, no anything. So my biggest thing was, okay, now that we have people that are interested, because again, the people that backed it, they're still in our network, our pool of communication on Kickstarter. So whenever we put out an update, they all see it. What we decided to do was to break this thing down into just different components. And um, the plan is to release, which again, a part of it is this Deadlines Kickstarter is to release these smaller, more attainable, in my opinion, attainable Kickstarters, um, the goals that is, mm-hmm. and slowly build this audience that way. That, and by the time we do this, well, what, what the plan is, we're going to do, we have this Kickstarter here, and then sometime within the next month or so, we're going to do a uh, 1000 graphic novel. I okay. guess you heard it, you heard it here first. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that that's the plan right now. I mean, unless anything, I don't know that, you know, there could be something not foreseen here that could come across uh, our plate that could change those plans. But right now that is the plan after this Kickstarter, maybe a month or so later, we'll, um, 
launch the graphic novel. And um, again, th- that goal will be, in my opinion, it will be a lot more attainable than the goal that we set for the animation. And hopefully it will exceed the goal. And once we're done with that, and by the time that graphic novel comes out, we should have a pretty solid base. And there's we're working on some deals right now, even with the graphic novel standpoint. There's some publishers that are really interested in it. Okay. So we're trying to figure out what, what's going to be the best scenario for that. And then when that's all said and done, then we'll uh, we'll revisit the animation. And I would say this too, the animation, um, like I said, this has been, it's been more of a gift than anything. We've been contacted by uh, two pretty major entertainment companies, one very well-known established uh, company here in the States, a studio animation studio. And they were looking to come in and pretty much um, partner with us. And eventually it will be, it will fall under their umbrella, I guess, if that's the, yeah, <laughs> that's what you put it, you know, so, but they're, they're looking at that and um, we're, we're talking right now. So cool. I can say that much. <laughs> I know when the, uh, the 1000 Kickstarter was out there, one of the levels, contribution levels, like I always forget the things are called, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the tiers, yeah. yeah, one of the tiers was for, your uh deadlines volume four sketchbook right and that one seemed like it was one of the probably the most popular tier maybe wasn't it i think so uh and again when we looked at that kickstarter i mean really to be honest with you we were offering all kinds of insane stuff (laughs) yeah i don't figures and skateboard decks and you know of course hurt uh shirts and hats and all that stuff so yeah you were like, man, this is like two or three Kickstarters in one. <laughs> you know, we need to break this thing down. So we decided to break it down and to basically take different um, uh, incentives and make them its own Kickstarter. Okay. That's where, and we the easiest one on is uh, obviously was the, the book, uh, the Deadlines um, book. So yeah, it's the first thing that we're doing. And, and like I said, we'll, we'll offer other incentives like for the graphic novel when we work on that. We'll take some of those incentives from that original Kickstarter and offer them in that. And then when we come back to the animation, you know, we'll offer the rest. So, yeah, we're trying to spread things out a little bit here. So they're going to be some uh, 1000 concepts and deadlines for? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there there will be some. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully with uh, as popular as Deadlines 4 is, it looked like people were ready for it for the last Kickstarter. So mm-hmm. hopefully with uh, with that and with everybody else that's uh, hearing about it now, hopefully, um, you know, we'll, we'll see this one through. Yeah, I think this one's going to do well. I mean, we still have um, the rest of the month, to be honest with you. And about three weeks left, probably. Yeah, three, three <laughs> weeks and we're, we're pretty much almost there, the, the goal. So that's pretty exciting. Um, so, of course, we will, uh, once it gets really close to the initial goal, we'll um, announce some stretch goals. Um, stretch goals, um, we're, we're still trying to figure out how logistical it could be. You know, we don't want to overstep our boundaries um, with some of this stuff. And, you know, that's the the one thing, uh, again, with the initial Kickstarter, I'm kind of glad. <laughs> I was thinking back, I'm, I'm like, wow, I'm trying to ship a vinyl statue, a book, and T-shirts and hats to Australia. How, how, what's that going to cost me? <laughs> you or, know, or a skateboard deck. Oh, a skateboard deck. <laughs> My God, man. That, that's, oh, man. So, yeah. 
Well, awesome, man. Well, thanks for checking in with us, Sanford. Um, we're going to keep an eye on it. We'll post on it. And uh, anytime you send an update out, we'll make sure we throw it out there for everybody. Thank you, man. I really appreciate the, the time and um, look forward to uh, everyone's support. Again, Sanford, thank you for joining us on the Dollar Bin podcast. Recording magic. This is actually, I don't know, it's Thursday, about five days later. Sanford's a little less than $1,000 from his his goal and he's got uh he's got some days left but for those of you who just found out about it there's still plenty of time to contribute and it looks like uh looks like he's gonna make it but you know he was talking about those stretch goals and uh, i'd like to see what they are so join us in helping sanford uh not only meet his kickstarter goal but also grab a few of those stretch goals as well and uh as i mentioned earlier here's here's an outtake from a skype discussion that sean Joel, Ted, and I had a few weeks ago. Adam and I were at the comic book shop picking up our Wednesday comics. Mm -hmm. We were looking at the DC, like, lenticular and just, like, the regular covers. Yes. And we noticed some crazy reusage. Some bullshit. It's bullshit is what it is. It is reusage of art. Like, insane. All the cover, like, many of the covers have the same shot of the hero tied up. Like, like they reuse the, the same Batman like, like three times. Yeah, like it's Batman wrapped in chains and he's on the same image is on three covers. And sometimes it's flipped to make it look like a different image. Same fucking image. Bullshit. Justice League reuses the same background in all three of them so far. But I thought that hadn't that come out already on the web or something? I thought Did I remember it? seeing that or something. Maybe, but I don't really pay a lot of attention to yeah. the, the internet these days. We we had so much fun because Richard has them all like in the on same this, section. Yeah. So it was like that we're, Batman's the same as this Batman, that Green Lantern, <laughs> and that Green Lantern, and that Green Lantern. Yeah, all the, the Green same. Lantern ones were like the worst. There was like four like, Green Lantern covers with the exact same Hal Jordan. It's on him them. like tied to the meteorite, and they reuse it like three times. Did they just change the background? Is that or the different layers? They changed the villain and the background. Some of them even had the same background. Yeah. So how how, how does Didio even even try to justify that? Uh, it's probably the covers cheaper. Look cool. How much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe the first two times, but come on. No, After yeah. Four? I, we had just noticed it because Sean had pointed out one of them, and I actually noticed a different one. And Richard. Richard pointed it out. Yeah. And I had noticed a different one. I was like, which one did you guys point out? And she was like, these two. And I was like, oh, I just noticed these two. And then like, we started looking at them. We were like, holy crap. Like, yeah. this image is used over and it's over like again on different covers. That flash and that flash. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to do. Yeah. It's a fun game. And um, there's one of those lenticular covers. The Mongol. Mongol. The head is not is, attached it's to the body. It's looking. It's so awful looking. It's great. It's amazing how awful looking it is. I would highly recommend buying that one if you can get your hands on it, just because of how stupid it looks. Yeah. Are you going to be able to post that on the Facebook site? Yeah, yeah. We might get some of that stuff up on there. It's 3D, though, so I don't know if you know. It's really well, I mean, the, the, two, the, 2D, the 2D image captures the unattached head just, just fine. Now, I, have, I haven't stepped foot in an LCS in five years. What? Well, I, I, don't, I don't buy floppies anymore. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to have... Uh, you wrote the, a pretty good article on the website about that recently. Very, so very thorough. We'll have, to get, we'll have to talk a little bit about that and, uh, sure. when we get a chance as well. What's the, what else new has happened? I can't remember anything. Last articles I remember us kind of getting into were like, you know, kind of all us trashing DC, which we've already just done a little bit of. Yeah. <laughs> it's already well, in the show. You, you know, it's funny. Um, the whole trashing of DC thing, it's it's so passe, but uh, they're, they're making it really easy. <laughs> really fun. Like the uh, the last thing, <laughs> latest thing was like the Harley Quinn thing. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. are they thinking? Come on, what are they doing there? I have I no idea. I don't. I think they. I think it was all really innocent. I think they had a story, 
And they're like, hey, let's drum up some interest and get people to like draw some Harley Quinns. It'll yeah, be fun. The problem is they don't think things through. Yes. Yeah. Um, they don't, they don't it, think about the implication. You know, a lot of people in the area where we live um, are like innocently um, discriminating and hating a bunch of different people. <laughs> it happens a lot. Innocently. Just totally innocent. Well, it's it innocent because they don't know any better. You know, they're yeah. just they're just uh, they're just uh, ignorant backwoods folk, you know. Yeah. So it's nothing wrong with it. It's not it's not their fault. It's all good. Fun. <laughs> I mean, that's just the flag that I want to fly. Yeah. <laughs> darling anyway, why don't you smile darling i guess i took that a different direction yeah, um but yeah but no it's like god they're doing some stupid stuff they're still selling books <laughs> you know yeah they're still and, selling uh, books and trevor trevor i know was uh reading the um what is it the forever evil stuff yeah yeah, yeah. And he's really digging it i, I kind of tagged out on dc i think you know uh, honestly i've picked up a few of those covers yeah um, i i won't pick them up if i don't like the content on the inside pretty much each of those covers has gotten me to pick it up and at least look and see who the writer on the inside is yeah that's more than dc was doing before oh, when you say you picked them up you literally just mean you picked them up you didn't yeah, buy them. no but i bought i've bought um i've bought a few of them now oh, okay i've bought maybe like six of the oh, forever evil okay. books but uh, I, I pick them up. I'm not going to get them just for the cover. I pick them up. If it has a cool cover, I pick it up and I check out the content on the inside. And if I like the content on the inside, like, you know, I picked up one of them today. I looked at it. And I was like, okay, well, Snyder wrote this one. So I'll go ahead and give, give this a, a go. And, uh, you know, uh, so Robin Diddy did the one. I'm already getting Green Lantern anyway. And uh, so I got that one. And Sean picks me up the other Green Lantern. Even yeah. it's who it's the who, Mongol. Well, but who wrote that? Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin wrote that one. So. You know, it's cool. And I, and I picked up, uh, like I said, I picked up the Snyder one today. And I picked mm. one other one, too. I can't. I guess the other Green Lantern one, I picked it up. So. I don't hey, know. Speaking of, uh, yes. speaking of Snyder, can I keep, uh, you guys see that? Uh, and I don't know when, how long ago it came out, but I just read it with the American Vampire Anthology. I haven't read it yet, but I've got oh, it. So good. Really? I have not so read American Vampire. So good. Yeah. We got to do an American Vampire show, too. That's got to be something. We got that. Then I want to do Lock and Key when that finishes up. Where where are we on that? How far Uh, away is that? Two more issues. Well, one more issue (sighs) left. The second to last issue came out last week. So one more, oh, one more issue. The, the alpha and then the yeah, do alpha Omega? and omega is going to be the last it. one. Yeah. Oh, so I just got. I've been waiting. I, I'm not going to read. I want to read them all at once because I, I love that book. I cannot believe I was not reading it. <laughs> but well, actually, I'm glad I didn't because I was able to just tear through those trades <laughs> like one night. I was just downloading them one after the other on the iPad. Yeah, lock and key is solid. Oh man, speaking of iPad, Joel, you still there too? No. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Well, sorry, Joel. It's it's okay, man. So one of the things I've been thinking about recently. And I think, and I talked about it on that last uh, that monologue show that I did. But I mean, really, it's like waiting a couple weeks and buying digitally is it's man, it's way more cost effective. I and, I just can't do it. Uh, oh, Joel! I, I just mean, I I can't. Do I couldn't it. I just, honestly. I couldn't do it until I got that iPad, man. Once the I got iPad that is iPad, a game changer. You need a, it, if you have a tablet where you can literally. And the yeah, thing is, draw for me, and I know I've said this many times in the show. The huge thing for me is that you know being able to go to bed and you know being able to lay down in bed with the lights off and still be able to read a comic it's incredible <laughs> yeah i've i've tried it i mean i I've, I've tried looking at the digital comics but i look at the the printed one that i have in my hand then i look at the it's just it lo- it loses something it, i mean it just it's, it's it just doesn't capture me the way that, that having an actual book does i'm not buying the majority of my comics digitally i'm still buying them printed but i don't yeah. hesitate to buy a digital comic if it's if it's the right choice at that time i could i could see doing that let's say to catch the first 200 issues of avengers or you know some of the stuff that that 
is in uh, like the masterworks or uh, uh, the essentials or something like that, I could see doing. Yeah, you know, I, I would definitely buy the essentials on on um, as as a download. Yeah, but I, I, I'm I'm just I'm gonna die reading reading the hardcovers. I'm I'm not gonna go that way. I just can't do it. I'm too old. <laughs> it's true. I'm not like Ted. You are. Like Ted in his early thirties. <laughs> oh God, I am in my early thirties, aren't I? Wow, no, wow, that's that's scary. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get it's a preference thing. Like you know, I, I I've said this multiple times before. Like if something ever happened and Heroes wasn't around and I didn't have that, or if I ever moved um, and I didn't have that loyalty to that shop, I probably would be a hundred percent digital. Just because it's so much easier for me. You know, if I hop on a flight, I just take yeah. my iPad and I have and I being able to have like you know majority of my comic library there oh be so perfect yeah i've thought about that too i mean obviously you know i i do have a loyalty to richards and um i have no intention of you know ditching him for digital yeah um and i've tried actually i bought a digital comic through richard he uh because you know you can buy digital storefronts at the store it was ridiculous like the whole process is process is too much yeah it's like you you buy he gives you like a number and then you go onto your iPad, you pull up the like Marvel or whoever. It's not even Marvel; it's some other company app, <laughs> and you download. It's not Comixology, you know. It's Diamonds app or whatever they're working yeah. with. Ugh, it was yeah, just not worth it. <laughs> it's not well, worth start, it. This is starting to sound like the old dial-up when the internet first started. Oh yeah, <laughs> just how inconvenient <laughs> Hooey. Thank you guys for listening to the Dollar Ben. Next week, next week. Wow, what is going to be next week? I have nothing planned for next week. I should get on that. I've got six days to do it, and I'm excited to see what I come up with. Thank you guys for listening. See you next week, probably. <laughs>